Good morning. It's Wednesday, January 8th, and I've got one sick puppy on my hand. Good news, no heartworms. Uh, tested for that one. That's the good news because that, if you ever go to the doctor, if you have a loved one, like I said yesterday, don't Google it. Um, she was coughing, and I, I was convinced it was heartworms. It is not heartworms. Um, doctor felt a lymph node. Lymph node is a little bit um, uh, swollen, so put her on some clavicillin. She's still not drinking water. I'm still keeping her hydrated with uh, broth. Uh, I'll probably go get some Pedialyte today just to put some uh, uh, some additional kind of stuff in her difference from water, blah, blah, blah. But she's not drinking. Up all night. It was thundering. It was lightning. Um, this morning, she kind of went outside, just kind of staring at me. Tail's not wagging, but she's eight. See, so Daisy, not to get too personal, she's a rescue dog. And she was, uh, they don't exactly know what happened to her, but <clears throat> the kill shelter she was found at um, said that someone dropped her off and said they found her in a dumpster. When they uh, did her spaying, they um, found out that she had complications during pregnancy, so they kind of put two and two together. They think that a uh, a breeder um, forced her to have puppies too young, threw her in a dumpster, took her away from... She's just a scared little dog, sweetest little dog you'll ever meet, but definitely, definitely scared. So... um yeah, if you clavicillin is the uh, antibiotic they put her on. If you guys have any, if there's a vet out there who wants to give me advice, let me know. Um, typically, they don't, but I'd love to hear it. So, market uh, Target yesterday was the big story with Target saying, "Hey, we've got too many inventory, so we're going to start putting things on sale." Greatest marketing move ever. CNBC, Bloomberg. Um, Fox Business, everybody was on saying, hmm, maybe I'm going to go to Target and buy some things. Well, if you've ever been in Target, when do you buy one thing? So they're going to put, they said, we're going to have great sales. They're going to advertise those great sales. They, the, the consumer, again, if you've been watching uh, Bank of America CEO Brian Moynihan said the consumer is in good position. They've got larger savings than they've ever had before, um, you know, to, to, Top this off, uh, uh, Olarian. I forget his first name, but Olarian is the uh, economist on CNBC, Mohammed Olarian. He's on there every morning. Um, he said, they asked him, I think Becky asked him, hey, list your top five kind of reasons why we're in this. Um, and I think it was Andrew kind of pointing him towards, is it the congressional spending? And he said, that's the last of it. Uh, the top thing is the Fed just missed the mark. If they had started uh, easing and, and, and raising rates in November, we might not be in this situation. So he's blaming the Fed. Immediately they have a politician on um, whatever that dude's name is from Texas. But he said, uh, yeah, I think it's the congressional spending. Whatever. He's playing politics. Um, again, if you have to, if, if you think... Nah, whatever. I'm not going to get into it. But uh, again, uh, Olarian said the, the first thing is the Fed. The second thing is the war. Um, the third thing, there was something else. And then the fourth was congressional spending. Uh, I do think 
that second round of uh, congressional spending was too much. Now, the third round, build back better. I think that never went through. Um, I, my personal opinion, there was good and bad in that. It was too big. And the reason it was too big is because um, if you know one thing about Biden, it's that he negotiates. That's what he's been known for his entire congressional career, reaching across party lines, um, being a moderate. <clears throat> and I, I think, unfortunately, the, the extreme side of the Democratic Party has um, gotten a hold of, of him. His vice president doesn't necessarily help in my mind. But uh, again, these are all opinions. A and opinions are just that. I'm a big centralist where, hey, if it makes sense, let's do it. If it doesn't make sense, don't do it. You know, gun control, do it. 88% of the people, you know, in America, <clears throat> by an independent poll, agree that gun, you know, background checks and, and tightening gun uh, restrictions is, is a good thing. So nobody's coming to take your guns. But again, there's just this, this immediate anger at anybody who, who says anything that differs from your opinion. We're all Americans. Enjoy it. Uh, but Target was the big thing. Yeah. Target, let's take a look at Target on our out, the algorithm. I'm going to TGT is the symbol. And let's run this. So the MACD crossed up. There is a buy here at 162. It's trading at 153. It's down again today. This is a buy. Um, you know, it, it, again, the, the RSI is at 35. Um, the MACD is probably coming down. If we continue downward, it's probably coming down in the next, I'd say, four or five sessions. Um, you know, probably next week. It's not coming down anytime soon. So that 162 is kind of staying there. You didn't have a gap down yesterday. Ironically, you did not have a gap down in the morning session. Again, I'm looking at a four-hour chart. I got some questions from a friend yesterday who said, hey, help me read these charts. Well, essentially charts are just candlesticks. And that candlestick represents a certain amount of time. When I say a four-hour time frame, each candlestick in my chart that I post as part of the algorithm is a four-hour window, 9.30 to 1.30, 1.30 to 4. It's three and a half hours in the afternoon because the market's only open seven and a half hours. But that candlestick represents that time. doesn't represent after hours. doesn't represent anything else. I can, I can have it do after hours. I just prefer not to. But again, it's four-hour time frame. So with Target's uh, uh, candle yesterday, it did not have a gap. It wound up going above, um, just above. It looks like cents, um, the 158 close price of uh, June 6th. So <clears throat> um, that candle, again, when you see a green candle, it means that it closed higher than it did lower. And there's different candlesticks. Um, you know, let me see. There are... Uh, in in just in Trendspider, and this is just Trendspider. There's a lot of other um, uh, choices, but just the candlesticks choices in uh, Trendspider: line bars, candles, hollow candles, raindrop, hell, hiken hashi, which is one that I have used in the past. I really like. Um, right now, I just use line, and essentially, line 
a red line a red line means that it closed lower than it opened. A uh, green line means it closed higher than it opened. So there's your candlestick uh, education. But target, um, again, the 50-day kind of crossed under the 200-day, which is the death cross on May 23rd. <clears throat> um, that gap happened uh, around right after earnings. The 50-day the, the just kind of sunk down. Um, when you get this gap from 212 down to 168, you're going to have a 50-day that moves down. You're going to have a 200-day that moves down. It doesn't recover that quickly. And we're really using the 167, so you know, as a resistance level. It, it kind of jumped up there on May 27th um, in the, the, what is it, the, the afternoon candle. Um, the high was 167.20. That's right about where the gap is. So essentially, that's where we're using 156 to 167. Eh, probably not a a something that I would trade for a week. Um, it's not a a a typical move. But in my mind, this is a two year stock. This is two years you're talking about. Uh, target is is my belief that hey, it's going to move up. So I do think that it's a uh, an opportunity. Uh, another one. We're sticking with T's. Tesla. Uh, I said, hey, when it goes under 700, buy it. It's trading at 721 today. Uh, it, we, we're still in the buy at 661. Excuse me, I had to sneeze. 661, which was on May 26th. Um, that one, we're still in that one. There's a gap here that came from uh, June 3rd. And my belief is this has more to do with Twitter than it has to do with Tesla. But the gap down is uh, 772 down to 743. I think in the next couple of weeks, you're going to fill that gap. Um, Again, anytime it goes under 700, I'd nibble at it. You know, say say you want $5,000 in Tesla. Well, goes under 700. Put $1,000 in. If your total uh, allotment is $5,000, put 20% in thousand dollars next time it dips under 700 another 20 percent if it continues to go lower at 650 put in another 20 percent if it dips lower at 620 600 put in another 20 percent again if you kind of go down that that path then you're really just losing 20 you know 20 percent of your overall whatever you know 10 percent of 20 percent of the the uh total portfolio the total allotment that you have so, but I do think Tesla, um, you're going to start seeing China ramp up. This, this quarter might not have um, as good deliveries. Uh, I talked to my friend who works at Tesla. He's working harder than ever. They've laid off a few people. This is in the Orlando um, uh, sector down there. Um, they've laid off a few people because they are, you know, they were longtime employees. Um, it wasn't any, necessarily anything that they did or didn't do, but they're changing the culture. So it, it, it's definitely moving towards a, uh, a more uh, customer-focused. Now, uh, cybersecurity, CrowdStrike. Holy crap, I wish I'd gotten this one. Um, CrowdStrike, buy at 154 you guys uh, know, I've purchased CrowdStrike. Let's see. 
My average purchase on CrowdStrike, I've got several lots. My average purchase price is 183. Um, so I'm in at 183. I'm losing money. The algorithm has you buying in at May 16th at 154. Um, that's when the MACD crossed crossed up. The RSI was at 36. Today the RSI is at 61. The MACD is significantly above. This looks like it's 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 moving in that direction where it's just you know again you could get in with me in the 180s. Um, you know Pan W. Uh, this one is up uh, just slightly in the pre market. Um, this one had a buy. Uh, about the same time, May twentieth, four sixty-five, and and essentially the the volume was there that day. Um, you've got this gap here uh, that seems to have been that hasn't been filled on the way down. It's a gap up, four forty-four to four fifty-nine. It's possible we go back down to that level. There was a death cross of the fifty-day under the two hundred day on May eighteenth. Um, I'm a big believer in the cybersecurity name. The problem that you have is we'll look at CrowdStrike first, and I'm on Finviz. Their forward PE is 101. They're going to grow into that. This is a company that's basically uh, uh, making money. They're not losing money. Um, uh, you know, there was an article, the top one, as hackers proliferate, CrowdStrike's business bo booms. Three reasons CrowdStrike is a perfect stock to buy and hold. Um, again, am I thinking that this is, you know, at, at 150, am I trading this one, you know, within two weeks? Probably not. Um, but uh, I do think that two, three, four years from now, you're probably at a significant um, upside on this one. But again, the forward PE is what scares a lot of people off at 101. This is a big, big PE. So they have to grow into it. Now, if you're scared of that, then you look at Pan W. Forward PE is 56. You know, again, performance year to date, they're down 5%. That's beating the S&P. Uh, over one year, they're up 49%. If I can get 49% growth year over year, uh, and, you know, even in two years, 49%. God, that's great. Remember, uh, average for the S&P, if you just bought SPY, the average over, I think, the last 80 years is something like 10%, 8 9 10%, somewhere in that neighborhood. If I can get 20% a year out of a cybersecurity company, which cybersecurity everybody needs, as, as you know, does Palo Alto, does CrowdStrike, do they become commoditized at some, some portion? Um, you know, you look at your Norton's, your cybersecurity. Um, I don't have any security on my Mac. I think Mac is fairly safe, specifically with um, how I surf the internet. You know, if you're going to risque sites, if you're going to uh, uh, the dark web, I'd absolutely have some type of um, security on my, but I don't. Um, MOS. Mosaic. This one has just been complete trash for the last month. Um, I know I talked about um, uh, fertilizer companies coming in, and um, but this one ran up. the The forward PE is only five, uh, but these traditionally trade at like 
two or three. So it's coming back down. Um, we most likely are having a food shortage um, in the, the fall. Um, I would say the longer that the, the Ukraine war plays out, the more likely that a uh, food shortage happens. Problem. Essentially what you're, you're betting on is that next year when farmers kind of put their crops down, they're going to need more fertilizer. Well, the price of fertilizer has soared. And there, I know um, a few weeks ago I watched in, uh, uh, some type of YouTube video. Maybe it was Wall Street Journal, CNBC. Who knows which one it was. But uh, they were talking about how farmers can't afford fertilizer, so they're skimping, blah, blah, blah. Well, Mosaic is a fertilizer company. So Potash is a fertilizer company. Uh, I think it's P-O-T. Uh, Potash. Um, I forget. It's not Potash Ridge. Uh, organic Potash. Who knows? <clears throat> but there's a guy look up Potash and Trendspider and whoa, everything comes up. But Mosaic has been in, in the algorithm. Mosaic, you're at, you're 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 at a sell as of yesterday's candle. Uh, it was a five percent loss. Now the algorithm makes you 118 percent buying and holding, makes you 345 percent. This is one where the algorithm would save you from just losing in these these kind of, you know, a, a, again, if you would have uh, sold out on April 22nd, uh, when was it? It was January, I think. Yeah, it was um, February 1st, buy-in at 42.81. And then you went all the way up, 42.81, all the way up to almost $80. Um, the sell came at $68 for a 56% gain. Um, that, in my mind, you could have made more than 56% because it was clear it was on its way down. Um, probably should have sold it you know, prior to that. But then you had another buy, uh, which was at a loss. Then you had another buy, which was at a loss. Then you had another buy. You haven't basically made money since that big run-up. So that big run-up is where you made your money. Now, today, the MACD is down. It is clearly down. The RSI is at 42, um, kind of ticked up in the last candle, but the volume is just not there. The volume that you saw through this February and, and March standpoint is significantly higher. When I go and look at Mosaic here, um, the 10-day volume is, come on, Active Trader Pro, 10-day volume is 8.5, 90-day volume is 9.6. So you're, you're basically moving down um, almost a million shares a day over a 90-day. That's huge. Don't buy into this one. The ex-dividend date is 6-1. Uh, dividend date is 6-16. It was a 1% dividend. You don't have any catalysts on this one. Uh, I don't think this is a good one. Um, but the other fertilizer companies, same thing. I, I think they were all overhyped. Um, I think as we get into the fall, you're going to start seeing more. If we do have a food shortage, a wheat shortage, uh, things of that sort, I think you'll see them run again. But hold off for now. That, that's my thing. Uh, Zim and other shippers. So I read a story that shippers are um, being constrained, meaning that the shipping um, industry is not in control anymore that essentially goods are making their way um, with or without ships, blah, blah, blah. 
this was a sell on the algorithm. You haven't had another MACD cross up. You probably do right about now. Um, I just think that that 68, when I look at Zim on, uh, let's see, Zim on Finviz forward PE is 4.4. Uh, performance year to date, you've made 16%. Um, there's an interesting Investors Business Daily article on Finviz that uh, a options trade offers 67% return on Zim's continued strength. Um, so obviously, Investors Business Daily, um, it's sitting at number 11 in the IDB 50 and showing impressive relative strength in a tough market. Um, so. They're talking about options. Selling the August 19th put with a strike price of 65 and buying the 60 would put create a bull put spread. The spread was trading on Friday around $2. That means traders selling the spread would receive 200 in option premium and would have a maximum risk of $300. That represents 67% risk. Uh, return on risk between now and August 19th if Zim stock remains above 65 if Zim stock closes below 60 on the expiration date, the trade loses the full 300. Um, the break-even point for the bull spread is 63, which is calculated 65. Interesting options play. I don't play options, but if I did, Zim would probably be one that I would look at. As far as the algorithm goes, Zim has you out. Looks like it might get you in today. I'll, I'll place an alert. If I see it, I'll, I'll put an alert. Um, DAC. Um, you're looking at, you'd be in at 80, it's at 82 today. Um, it, you'd still be in that. The MACD is crossing down. Uh, I honestly, the nine days above the 21, so it's not really getting you out. You'd probably wait for it to be down a little bit. Uh, EGLE, um, oh, stop. EGLE, why am I typing K? Uh, Eagle bulk shipping. You'd be in at 67. It's at 76. Nice move on this one. Uh, this is post-dividend, too. The ex-dividend date hit, went down. Boom. This one took off. Uh, in a tough market, this one has been great. Um, SBLK, I, I like as well. Uh, you would have been out yesterday's, yesterday's afternoon candle with a 3.53%. Um, buy at 30, sold at 31. So MACD is clearly on its way down after the dividend. Um, my belief is that this one, it probably has some cooling off to do. The volume's just not there. Uh, but decent opportunity, I think, in EGLE, uh, but not now. Uh, let's look at UPS and FedEx. Those are the biggest shippers. UPS, you would buy in at 171. You're at 185. Um, the 171 buy was May 25th. Uh, right now, it looks a little bit overextended at 185. I wouldn't necessarily buy it. I'd wait for a pullback. Um, FedEx, uh, let's see. FedEx has a buy at 212. You're at 221 today. Um, the MACD looks like it's going to cross down, but the nine day is above the 21. So I don't think that it's looking to get out here, but my guess is you could probably get this in the 215 range, probably in the next week or so. Um, I think that's an opportunity for you. Uh, but a, again, their, their earnings date is coming up on June 23rd. We'll find out more, more then. 
um, FedEx is one that I, I think has an opportunity to rebound uh, up to the 250s just because of their business model. Um, high stock, multiple stocks. I even note high multiple stocks soaring yesterday. Um, let's see. Most Fang oil. Let's go over oil. Fang hit an all time high yesterday. Um, Diamondback Energy. Um, there were a lot of all time highs. Um, Diamondback Fang buy in on May 24th at one one thirty two. I think I was in Zion at that period, so I probably was not doing the podcast. But one thirty two was the buy in. It's at one sixty right now. Um, the RSI is at seventy five. Do not buy this stock right now. Wait for a pullback. Um, let's look at Devon Energy, which has its dividend X date coming up on June 10th um, next week. Uh, this one, the RSI is at 69. I don't know if this one hit its 52-week high yesterday. Let's look at uh, on Active Trade Pro. I can find 52-week high is... Do, 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 do. 79.19 on 531. Uh, it's at 78. So most likely at some point, it's going to hit that 52-week high again. Um, let's look at Chevron. Uh, CVX is the symbol. Buy in on the algorithm May 13th at 166. You're at 180 right now. Um, they don't have a catalyst coming up, um, but the energy. I, I think that's a good one. Um, one of my stocks that pays a big dividend, MPLX. Uh, buy in at 30 or at 34 right now, so you've made your 10%. Let me see what MPLX's um, dividend yield, 8.25. I've held this one for probably since 2020. Um, I've been in and out of this one. Uh, I take the dividend, make the dividend sell it at some point, buy it back at a lower price. Um, I've been trading this one in my retirement account for at least two years now. Um, fantastic company, fantastic returns. Uh, it's a master limited partnership. So um, I do have to pay some taxes, even though it's in an IRA. It's, I think it's 90 bucks a year or something that they hit me with. But Cotera, uh, let's see, CTRA. Is another energy company. Um, this one, buy in at 31 on May 17th. You're at 36 right now. They don't necessarily have a catalyst coming up, um, but the RSI is at 67. The MACD is just way too high. So um, let's look at uh, XOM, Exxon. I think they may have hit a 52 week high. They're a 103. I didn't think this one would get over 100. I was going to sell it when it hit 100. Probably not selling today. Uh, 52 week high. Yep, yesterday 103.43. It's at 10. It's even higher today. It's going to open up higher. Crazy, crazy. Um, what's another energy company? Occidental. Uh, let's see if they. I don't think they hit a 52 week high. Occidental. 52-week high on 531 of 74. It's at 71 right now. Um, that RSI is, do, do, do. and again, this is a four-hour chart. That RSI is at 60. Their ex-dividend date is coming up on June 9th. So they do a catalyst there. 
their dividend is 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 tiny though. Let me see what their dividend is. Um, their dividend yield is 0.74, so it's an Apple style. Uh, let's see what Apple's Apple's dividend yield is 0.62. So yeah, it's an Apple style. Um, but again, oil, energy, natural gas. Um, let's look at Chenier, LNG. Their forward PE is 11. Um, let's see that on our algorithm. Um, buy in at 133 or 146 today. Energy, you're not going to go wrong on in, in this thing. Had a friend hit me up about Costco yesterday. We both were saying uh, we were playing Elon. God, I wish I bought Costco at 420. Well, the algorithm has you buying in. I think I told you this. Um, 436, right before their earnings date. Um, it still has you in at 471. Um, but the RSI is significantly higher. It's at 51. Um, at the time of the buy, the RSI was at 34. So it said buy. Um, the algorithm is up there. Retail has not been doing good. The volume doesn't look good on this one at all. Okay. Sorry. I had to take a break. Dog cried. Um, but Costco. Costco's, yeah, retailers have been taking it on the chin. Costco is a $500 stock. If you want to buy it at $471, you are completely right to buy it at $471. Do I think it's going back down to $436? Again, we get back to Friday's data. You're trading in this S&P range between 38 and 4,200. 40, um, the S&P closed yesterday at 4,160. I think this is probably towards the top of what you're going to see. Um, if you want to buy Costco at 470, I don't think it's a horrible thing five years from now, but um, short term. Probably want to wait till it gets more down towards 450. I think the market's going to take that one more down towards 450. Um, there was an interesting discussion I just heard while, while I was uh, calming my dog. Um, inflation. Uh, inflation is not just oil. So while oil is a uh, rather large portion, and energy per se um, is a rather large portion, in this country and all over the world, energy prices have been significantly down, um, which allowed us to keep inflation low over the past 20 years. Um, what you're seeing in inflation, inflation going up, um, you saw it in every portion. <clears throat> and a good example are cars and, and, and used vehicles. Um, inflation on, on energy didn't go up by itself. Look at the, uh, the, the cars. Well, what's happened to cars over the past um, month? Um, you've seen them come down. Uh, that's going to bring inflation down. So Friday's indication of, of uh, even if it's even, even if it's even slightly down, it's going to be an amazing, amazing day if that shows down. I think you'll see a rally on Friday. And again, you're going into a weekend. Do you want to buy today uh, in hopes that Friday's a rally? Eh, take a little chance. Um, can't hurt. So uh, one of the, the last thing that I'll talk about is a rumor. Um, there is a business daily report. I forget who, who kind of cracked it. But there's a report out there that employees of Roku uh, believe that Netflix is buying them. 
and that there are talks going on for Netflix to buy Roku. My personal opinion, it'd be crazy for Netflix to buy Roku. What what benefit do they have? They're already distributed on every um, OS that, that Roku has. Um, what's the benefit? I mean, Roku is one of these Kathy Wood stocks that's benefited. Let's see the, the forward PE of Roku. Um, they have not been good at content. Their forward PE, they have no forward PE because they're not making money. The PE is 95. Um, performance year to date down 60%. Performance over one year, 72%. Uh, six months, down 55%. Quarter, down 17%. Um, this has just been a falling, falling knife. Now, in the algorithm, we have 91.79 as a buy. You ain't getting that today. Let's see where it is today. I think it was up 10%. Yeah, it's at 98, 99 trading in pre-market. If you want to buy this one, wait until the hype comes down. Um, the Obviously, it's not going to, um, yeah, it's business insider. Inside Roku talk is heating up about an acquisition by Netflix. That's the article. Um, Business Insider, just Google. Maybe I'll post this one on Twitter. But 91.79 in yesterday's um, thing. The, the problem is one, two, three, four. The last four buys, uh, I'm sorry, the last three buys have been for a, a loss. Um, the previous two were actually pretty good. You've made a 6% gain in one. Uh, in one day, you made a 4% gain before the algorithm got you out. Again, this kind of trades in this little range. Right now, the RSI is at 52. I think on the open, that's going to shoot up. Um, the algorithm loses you 3%, but if you just bought and hold, you would have lost 15%. So the algorithm just loses you less. But again, part of the, the, the charm of the algorithm is which stocks do you pick to actually um, you know, play? Roku's one of those that, I think Kathy Wood's purchases have been uh, uh, falsely shooting this up. Um, Again, last quarter, um, just on April 28th, they announced that they lost 19 cents a share. Um, It's minus 135% versus Q1 2021. They're losing money. And the reason they're losing money is not because they have a bad business. It's because the pandemic falsely propped this one up. And when we were sitting at home with nothing to do, Roku benefited. When you, you've got the ability to go out and, and, and COVID is not as bad as it once was, where we kind of know about COVID now, and you know what risk you're taking and what risk you're not taking, um, and you don't have to sit in your house and watch TV all day. Again, 19 cents per share. Uh, they don't have a catalyst coming up. There's nothing other than these rumors. Um, when you go to Finviz, um, two monster growth stocks to buy and hold forever. And, and Motley Fool, God, Motley Fool gets it so wrong sometimes. Um, Spotify wouldn't be punished for Netflix problem. I, I think Spotify is a better, better business than, than Roku. Um, you know, Spotify is going to own the audio business. Uh, Kathy Wood goes bargaining on the three stocks she just bought. She bought more Roku. Um, again, do I think you should take 50 bucks and put it on this one? Why not? It's 50 bucks. Do I think you should take $10,000 and put it on Roku? Probably not. 
But again, I say that and then boom, tomorrow Netflix buys it for $150 a share. <laughs> that could be what happens. Um, usually does happen. Um, looking at my pre-market movers, BABA in my portfolio up 4%. Um, let's look at BABA on Roku, on Finviz, not Roku. Uh, and I do have one last thing to talk to you about. Um, two month high. There's nothing, no real news that's pushing this, but again, China's kind of losing their grip on this stuff. Now, the last thing that I want to talk to you about is this thing called Magnify. Let me look it up. Um, uh, I believe, yeah, magnify.com. M-A-G-N-I-F-I. Um, it is a uh, AI-powered um, search tool where traditionally you can look up ETFs. You can put anything you want. This is the FinViz of M ETFs. Um, I believe it's free to use. It does not charge advisory fees or transaction fees. Clients who elect to have Magnify manage all the portion of their account, blah, blah, blah. Um, you can, uh, I, I think you can purchase things on this. I, I, I've used it in the past for search, and that's all I've used it. I didn't use it yesterday. I haven't used it in the, the recent thing because I've been focused more on equity stocks rather than ETFs, but I have used this in the past. I like it. It's a company called Tiffin is, is who runs it. Um, the search is awesome. It is completely artificial intelligence, and it, it basically it uses AI to find an ETF that you might like based on some criteria that you put in. Um, <clears throat> what's interesting about it today is they just launched um, a new, me it's called Mentor by Magnify. And what Mentor does is it, it takes AI a step further and says, oh, you like this? You should invest in this. And it builds you a portfolio. Um, I traditionally don't necessarily like um, AI portfolios, um, kind of uh, what wealth front and, and things of those sort. Um, I'm a fan of, of owning and, and buying individual stocks and having ETFs just support uh, your portfolio. Um, I will tell you, I do own the ARC funds. I'll kind of scroll down here. <clears throat> I own XLY, XLK. <clears throat> um, I own QCLN. Um, I own uh, XLY. Um, you know, I have some ETFs. So I have uh, ARC, I have ARC F, ARC G, ARC K, ARC W. Um, those are my ETFs. Those are all the ETFs that I own. Other than that, I own individual stocks. ETFs don't make up a big portion of my portfolio. I've never been a fan of them. Um, I was a huge fan of the ARC funds. Uh, in fact, ARC funds, I've, you know, God, I probably was up $300,000 on the ARC funds. It's all gone. Um, I'm probably up about 5000 now. So, but five-year horizon, I sold all of my ARC funds in my non-taxed uh, accounts. So my tax-advantaged accounts like an IRA, like a Roth, sold all my ARC funds. Um, I, the only ARC funds that I own now are in my brokerage account, and that's because when I sell those, there's tax events, and I haven't necessarily needed tax events. So 
I haven't sold them. But um, that's why I have the ARC funds. But this Magnify is cool. Just It's M-A-G-N-I-F-I. Um, I like it. Uh, I'll probably post a link to it. I'll try and use it today if I get some, a, a chance to. Um, but I wanted to bring that up because I saw them on, uh, on CNBC yesterday. I remembered, oh, I've used that in the past. And they have this new mentor thing, um, which sounded kind of interesting. So if you're interested in, in learning a little bit about it, Magnify is cool. I'm not getting paid to say that, but shout out to Magnify. Um, I've been a big fan of theirs for, for a while. So uh, with that, I'm kind of calling it quits because I've rambled on too much. Oh, oh, one other thing. Um, and I posted this on Twitter yesterday. Um, DRV, trigger to buy. This is the triple levered, um, three times bear. Uh, it triggered to buy at 44.75. I believe it's at 42 now. Um, and that's because the market was up yesterday. Let's take a look. DRV. It does not trade, uh, a lot in after hours. Uh, in fact, you're looking at 10-day volume of 322,000, 90-day volume of 194,000. Um, so it is in the middle of a kind of pump, if you will, just because that 10-day volume, I'd ra much rather see a short market um, have lower volume on the 10-day than the 90. 3.72% um, of the people are short this one, uh, so they believe that the real estate market's going up. This traditionally has not been a good stock to buy. Uh, with the asset performance over a thousand candles, you've lost 73%. Um, with the algorithm, you've lost 58%. Again, the algorithm loses you less um, and it's a stock picker. I like this one. It just triggered a buy at, again at 40, 44.82 is what I posted yesterday. Um, the actual chart is 44.75. Remember, the algorithm uh, alerts come out at the time that, uh, you know, 1.30. Okay, what's it trading for at 1.30? Well, the alerts on TrendSpider actually post in the, at the close of the candle. So 44.75 is where it, it kind of told, told me to buy. It's at 42.39. It literally yesterday um, just tanked um, from 45 down to 42. Uh, in the afternoon, and I think the afternoon selling was huge. Um, but you're looking at 42, 43 in the uh, the open. Um, again, my guess is 40 on this one. I think 40 is a good opportunity. 52-week low is 29. 52-week high is 54. 54 came June 21st of last year. So with that, I'm out. I will talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy.